0: Hello there. Welcome to the Oblivious Maximus podcast for another month, I guess. I'm Aaron Osborne, your host. Apologies for not doing one for a while. I've had a very busy real life with working and playing music and doing all that fun stuff. And I neglected to talk to people and record those conversations for quite a while. But now I'm back. Um... I'll have one this week, I'll have one next week, then I'll take a little Chrissy reprieve and then I'll kick in in 2017. Brutal. Big year. Huge year of ideas ahead. Stay tuned. Um, this week my guest is Nikki Brooman from Pagan and Little Lamb and the Rosemary's, um, I didn't actually know Nikki prior to doing this, so it was, again, awesome to meet someone I haven't really spoken to in the past. Obviously know of her band, um, friends with some of the other people that she plays music with. Um, but yeah, I thought it'd be cool to have a chat because they've been you know, playing a lot around Melbourne and a lot around Australia over the last year, um, and they're playing Unify Festival um, early next year, which should be really cool for them as well. Um, and yeah, I thought it was a good time to have a chat so we did we talked a lot about um growing up in mornington which is fun um growing up being a young alt much like myself being the same age good time to talk about that um you know sort of growing up and finding your place in music and you know how music is involved with your life as you're growing through it and also being a twin something i was very interested in too the second twin to be on this well the third because last time they were together um But yeah, so it was a good chat. Um, I don't know if I've got anything coming up that I need to spruik. Listen to Pagan and Little Lamb and the Rosemary's. Find them online. I'll put the links on with this. Um, I'm in a band called Mental Cavity. We're doing stuff soon. Follow us on the internet. I'm in a band called Year of the Rat. We're also doing stuff soon. So follow that. I exist as taking a breather for a little bit while people have kids. And do fun things overseas, but we'll be back. We're never going away. Always going to keep drinking. Um, yeah, that's about all I got to say. Please enjoy *Oblivious Maximus* episode fifty-nine with Nikki from Pagan and Little Lamb and the Rosemaries.
1: Fucking brutal.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: My pleasure. It's always weird saying that after <laughs> you've just been talking. Totally. While um, well, we're
2: sitting here drinking our boutique beers and then to just go into that.
0: Yeah, I've got some enormous thing. For any beer connoisseurs out there, I'm drinking something that tastes like Vegemite. It's in a wine bottle. It's called an Iron Fist Velvet Glove. So...
2: It's like five drinks, and it is
0: five point six standard drinks. And
2: mine is a aged red, (laughs) de rouge. It's a cherry flavored beer. See, I don't know how I feel about it.
0: That's all right. Well, you've opened it and you're drinking it. Um, I'm glad that now I can act as if this is a boutique beer kind of place (laughs) where usually it's like I don't know pure blonde or something yeah, crap like that. that that i usually drink but whatever um okay so how did you first get into music how did it become part of your life
2: it's such a hard question because it, it was weird. never like a moment for me mm-hmm. i ever since i was really really little like i reckon three or four or five or something you know, like really young yep um my mom would always play madonna Greatest Hits and Michael Jackson for right. us, which I know is Michael Jackson's a little bit of a running theme. It's
0: and the, it's, it, I never would have picked that a, so when I started weird. when I started talking to alt music people that yeah. that would be it. But
2: it's so weird. But I just love dancing around the lounge room to it. Yeah, um, Spice Girls and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. But when I turned about, I reckon it would have been like the end of year eight. Going into year nine in high school, so I think I would have been about 14, turning 15, I became obsessed with like punk music, hardcore music, metal, lots of like rocky kind of stuff, like garage rock that Mm -hmm. was really in at that time. Um, My twin sister and I, her name's Olivia, in case I reference her again. (laughs) Um, Olivia and I became so obsessed with alternative music yep. and we ha- we shared a bedroom all our childhood as twins, as typically twins. Did. <laughs> I know our parents made us share a bedroom and the the room was tiny and like you can just imagine wall to like ceiling all across the ceiling everywhere covered in band posters That's like great. disgusting and we would just lock ourselves in our room every night play music all night My parents hated it. Yeah. My older sister hated it. They all hated it. We were a little bit of the outcasts of the family. That's fine. But I was obsessed. And then, um, yeah, just really evolved from there. We grew up on the Mornington Peninsula as well. So a few years on from that, like Carpathian and bands like that became really... Popular and they were all from my high school. Mm -hmm. So we would go to heaps of their shows growing up. And like, there was this little um, venue called, it was in Somerville, which is a town on the Monitor Peninsula. Yes. You know, sort of 20 minute drive from where I used to live. And my dad would drop us off there and we'd go like watch the shows there and see all the hardcore bands. And yeah, it just was. We were just obsessed. We'd dress up yeah. in punk, like little punk outfits and get called like Avril Levine when we walked down the street in Mornington <laughs> because we looked You're so the ridiculous. Girls. Yeah, <laughs> we really were. Yeah. And like sort of the only ones in our school almost. Like, Yeah, it, was, right. yeah, it wasn't as common to be into that back yeah. then as maybe what it is now.
0: Yeah, it's bizarre how, like, I mean, I had the same thing growing up in Canberra, like the. Um, the high school I went to there was like you know five goth kids and I was one yeah. of them like, you know <laughs> like, and <laughs> as it went along like you I was one of those people that thought like oh you know next year they'll be the next group yeah. but there wasn't it was yeah. like I, I at least until like I left like maybe a couple of kids in the year below us and like one or two kids in the year above but otherwise it was like we had this little group that liked it and then it finished and I'd never it was until I got absolutely, yeah. Until I left school or like started playing shows and stuff and meeting like adults, I was like, oh, there's more people that like this stuff. It's yeah. not just six people that I'm best friends with. That the only reason we're friends is because of music. Like,
2: it's absolutely it. Yeah. I guess like going to like that, you know, Somerville Mechanics Hall kind of <laughs> yeah. thing, we would meet people sort of like um, people from the city and stuff mm-hmm. who were into Carpathian. Sure. And that, you know, so I would realize there was a world outside of Mornington. Yeah. And like people who were into that kind of music outside of it. But it, yeah, it was like what you were saying about Canberra, like such a small clique of people. There were probably like a group of guys in my year level in high school who went into like playing guitar and stuff, who mm. Olivia and I became really good friends with because we were all like into that music. But, you know, I could count them on yeah, yeah. hands. And
0: the other thing about that too that that I've noticed is like, and not that it's anything against them, you know. You make the decisions you do in your life, but like, how many of them still care about that stuff and mm-hmm. do that is like even less than that hand. Absolutely, like, you know, yeah. Bonkers. And it's it's a really weird thing because I think like alternative music and stuff, I, like it's quite surprising when it ends up being a phase for someone. I think because there's really only like. Two ways you can go about it. Either it is like a little phase or you're like fully obsessed with it and it's a part of your life forever. I can't. Like it's yeah. so bizarre. A phase, like, fa-
2: like somebody who finds it a phase is just, I can't yeah. relate to that at all.
0: And I think like when I was younger, like you, my, like my musical taste was obviously a lot broader than when I got to high school, it went yeah, particularly metal or whatever. Yeah. And then when I left, it broadened back out again. Yeah. Because I guess I became an adult and I was like, this is fucking stupid. You can like whatever you want. Uh, I, I'm exactly it, the same. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Um, and then, but it's like really funny getting to that point where <clears throat> you realize like you can like death metal and pop music. It's totally okay. Yeah. It's not, there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> like,
2: It's so true though. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's bizarre the
0: people that get stuck so like, you can't like anything else. You're yeah. only allowed to like this.
2: It is a definite immaturity thing, though, because I completely can relate to that. Because I remember even when I was, like, 18, I could only listen to bands yeah. with, like, a singer who was screaming. Yeah. Otherwise, in my opinion, they were not passionate enough. Yeah. They weren't giving it their all this, that. And yeah. that's absolute crap. And like, I, I, I remember
0: too I, thinking, yeah. like, oh, pop singers. They just... People just write their songs for them. No one likes anything. And I was like, yeah, but then... Those people that write those songs are fucking amazing. They yeah. write these like, brilliant pop yeah, songs. Yeah, like, exactly. Anyway, but... Um, well, I actually have... This is the thing I was thinking about. Because my dad is a twin. Um, it's... Yes. It's, identical. Yes, he is an identical twin. There you go. And I've had a, a pair of twins on this podcast in the past. So you make up the second person that is a twin that's been on Who's
2: the other twin, am I allowed to ask? Yes,
0: uh, Robert and Michael who do Life Flare Regret Records. Oh
2: my god, Uh, amazing. Yeah, so
0: they came on together. It was quite hard to distinguish their voices from one another. It's crazy. Audibly.
2: Like even my mum can't tell her voices apart.
0: It's mental. Um, but how was that different for you growing up with someone who was into the same stuff as you? Like, that's nothing that I've never... I haven't really experienced that.
2: It was really good in the sense that, well, one, it brought us closer together. Because when I was, like, 10, 11, sort of, I hated being a twin because I wasn't... People would never say Nikki and Olivia. They'd always say... Oh, the twins. And then yeah. you'd always get the same birthday present, but in a different color, which sounds really greedy and. <laughs> yeah. So, no, but you're an, you're an individual person. But you know, person. like as a child getting yeah. that, you felt like you were just a twin. You, you weren't your own person. So, I hated it. Sure. I remember I used to. I, I feel a bit embarrassed talking about this. It's like a therapy session. Yes, you're on I the couch. I used to get my mattress yep. and put it in the hallway because we had to share a room. Yeah put it in the hallway and sleep in the hallway so I wouldn't sleep in the room with Olivia, Okay, which was horrible because Olivia never did anything wrong. But I just hated so much being a twin that I just didn't even want to be in the same, like sleep in the same room as her. And then when we got to this age, when we both discovered this music, we became so close. She is my best friend in the world. Like we are each other's other half. We love each other so much like she's my number one Mm -hmm. you know my boyfriend is number two (laughs) sorry (laughs) like she is my number one and having her get into this music as well I feel like I don't know who got into it first or even how it happened it was probably like we went to like a local sort of record store in Frankston or something and maybe saw some bands and thought they looked really cool and wanted to listen to it Mm -hmm. Um, but it broadens your um, Knowledge Yeah Because she was more into like Rancid and like the distillers And that kind of punk stuff Sure Where I was more into I liked a bit of medley stuff as well But I really liked Sort of more garage rock stuff Like sure. my favourite band At the time was like Yeah yeah Yes Because they just released Fever to tell And like The White Stripes and stuff Yeah But then we both also liked Sort of metal stuff mm-hmm. Um I'm like, you know, we get fake IDs for to to like the Slipknot concert and stupid stuff like that. Sure. But it was really good because it makes even still like we both have really similar taste, but then some of our tastes differ. So then you've got, you know, more knowledge on yeah, more yeah. streams it broads of it music. Out of it. Yeah, yeah. And then having, you know, somebody who's your best friend and your twin sister who's also into it. Being from mornings and like walking down the main street in mornings and dressed the way we would dress (laughs) with like band t shirts and tartan pants and docks, and when it wasn't really cool to wear that because it's pretty cool to wear it now, but it wasn't very cool to wear it then you would have sort of, you know, someone there to, like, help you, like... Yeah, yeah. Not feel like a complete outcast. Yeah.
0: Well, like, I, I've talked to my dad about it, and I think my... And my uncle, for that matter. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think they... I think it that doesn't sound too dissimilar from what they told me about, like, growing up. Like, there's obviously a point where you kick back against it really hard. Yeah. I think same with them when they were kids, where they, like, hated each other for a while and, like, broke one another's noses and, like fought all the time it's and did like So dumb many stuff.
2: twins have this thing. Yeah. They have the stage where they hated each other. Yeah.
0: And then they became, but then after that, they saw that out. Then they became like best mates and yeah. like, you know, started a business together and do like, you know, Dude, have the same passion it. and stuff like that. But like, it's, it's, you know, and they're at different points now, but like, yeah. it's, it's really funny how oh, I just an interest. That's always been an interesting the thing that I've been interested in because of, my dad and then but now how that that I've met you know people that are twins in this sort of subculture yeah how that is because I think about this subculture I think is that it can often be um like the reason you get into this is to sort of fill a hole that maybe you have from some sort of like minor trauma or major trauma or some yeah. you know some, like distance you might feel from a regular aspect of society or yeah. something you know like that like i mean i know for me it, it all came from well not all came from i guess i like the music side of it as well but like i know a lot of the decisions i'm sure came from my parents getting divorced yeah and so and you know like everyone who gets into like alt angry sweary it's so things true. it's like yeah a lot of people use it as an escape yeah and that's what's been interesting for me talking to people who or well, like really otherwise like really close with their siblings even if they're not twins is that like like who both got into it that's what's always intrigued me that how those people managed to find their way through the same thing like my sister likes some metal and stuff and she definitely for a while was like really into a lot of the same stuff i was into and then sort of as we grew up it's that her you know interest changed a little bit but it was even, it was cool for me at that point having her as well, because it meant that I could show her records and stuff and be like, you know, I'm sure she probably has a different perception of it where I was like,
2: listen to this, it's so fucking sick. <laughs>
0: and she probably totally. was like, get
2: the fuck out it's of here. It's so true though, because our, without going too much into it, yeah. um, my parents had a very dysfunctional relationship mm-hmm. and... My older sister was very different to Olivia and I. Yeah. And it was like our way of like finding ourselves. Yeah. Sort of like switching off from the rest of the world and just having our own thing. Yeah. And that's like I'm I'm so passionate about music that I like or seeing bands or playing in bands. And I always knew I was destined to do it. And I get very... You know, if I know that somebody's not really into it or... Like, it's fine if you don't like the stuff that I like. I have so many friends who don't and I think it's great. And they like me for liking that and vice versa. But if I find somebody being a bit flaky and saying they like something just to be cool or it makes me really upset. Because for me, I'm so passionate about genuinely loving it because I have my reasons and it was always an escape, escape thing or... Yeah. it's like it's help really, me and life
0: yeah and it, it is really bizarre to like I, that I'm feeling at least yeah you know, i'm I'm 28 so I, I'm feeling it like so am I yeah <laughs> how good perfect but I'm feeling like right now what well at least not right now but like the mm. last couple of years the like inner struggle of like trying to make money and like finding out I guess like trying to figure out like there's, you know, a lot of external pressure. Like what are you going to do forever? Yeah. Because if I had my way, I would do this and I would play guitar and that would be it. But then, you know, you have to sort of stretch what you can out of the other things you're interested in and, Try and monetize definitely, some of them, you
2: know? Definitely. and try to juggle them all and make them all work. Yeah, Which is yeah. kind of the... I think this is the hardest bit about playing in a band. Yeah. Well,
0: it's... I mean...
2: I play, yeah. And working with a group of people. Yeah,
0: exactly. And bl- collectively blowing all your money. And,
2: yeah. But like,
1: totally.
0: But, yeah, it's It's been one of those things that's, like, funny for me. Like, I think... Like, often I I sort of think and I'm like trying to rationalize with myself that I should keep doing this stuff and why I keep liking it. And then sort of think about it a little bit more. And I'm like, actually, I don't give a fuck. Cause if I mm-hmm. didn't do all these things and I didn't have these interests, I would be blowing it on something else. Like yeah. I would be, you know, really into sport or really into video games or really yeah. into, you know, exercise or fucking something. Who knows? Food. I don't know. Yeah. Boutique beer. Yeah. <laughs> Some shit. <laughs> But, like, I mean, at least with this, I'm making friends, I'm talking to people, like...
2: Definitely. I, yeah, because I... And I, I think...
0: Uh, sorry to cut you off. No. I think another thing for me, too, is that this one, this one, this thing has, like, its socially sort of conscious aspect to it as well. So, I feel like I'm kind of getting something out of this as, like, a human. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm meeting people with different perspectives, from different backgrounds, people that lead different lives to me. Whereas, like, I think if you're into something else, it might be a little bit more, like, funneled to that yep. one particular thing, I yep. guess.
2: Oh, uh, absolutely. And, you know, with, like, we're only 28. Like, it's yeah. not like we're old. No, no. But, you know, we're not 18 anymore <laughs> either. But with that, I would never be doing what I'm doing now if I was younger. Yeah. Because for me, I had to really grow up and find the, um, you know, just the confidence in myself to be able to to like play, like be in bands and play music.
0: So you didn't do any of that when you were younger?
2: Uh, Well, I I did, but not to, like, what I'm doing now. Sure. Um, When I, like, you know, in high school, Olivia and I, she got a guitar. Mm-hmm. And so we would, like, write music together. And then, like, we would get... um, Like, we had this guy who was, like, a drummer. And then we would just play at, like, parties and things like that. Sure. But nothing As you serious. Do. Yep. Yeah. Um, And then we always, always, always spoke about wanting to do a band properly. Yeah. And so we kind of didn't do much with it you know we we would always go to shows and loved music but i felt i always felt really intimidated especially coming from a background of going to so many hardcore shows which yeah. is just a major sausage fest 100 S- sorry to the audience out there if anybody's listening gets i'm a part of it that. it's, <laughs> it's fine I can, I can admit that it is yeah
0: <laughs> i'm part of the problem and
2: this was like the like i say hardcore it's more like you know the metal core like yeah yeah Stuff that I would not lot of listen bros. to ever again. A lot of the boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> feel a little bit embarrassed that I used to listen to it, but anyway, we've
1: all been there. Yeah,
2: exactly. And like, I always felt just a little too intimidated to do anything. Sure. But I always knew I was going to. Yeah. And then finally, I was just like, "What the hell am I doing? Like, this is ridiculous." I would go to shows and watch singers and be like, "I can do that." And not in like an egotistical way, like, you know, respect to all the amazing performance I've yeah. ever seen. But I I knew that, you know, having an acting background and always having love music and having a, a knowledge on alternative mu- alt music, yeah, I knew that I could do that. And that I, it was ridiculous for me not to do it because of, like I always knew I was going to. Yeah. So then Olivia and I started um, out my other band, Little Lamb and the Rosemary's. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, from there, I just was like, what the hell was I so scared of? Like, there's... Obviously, there's idiots out there who don't want to listen to girls in bands for whatever reason. Yep. They're very scared of it. Fucking (laughs) dummies. That's fine. Yep. I don't want to be friends with them anyway. No, we don't need them. (laughs) No, but then there's so many amazing people who are just so supportive and want you to do well.
0: Well, I mean, that's... I don't know. And I I guess I maybe come from a similar thing where like I did, well, I I mean, I played in like, I've been playing music for for as long as I can remember, but the whole time, like I was in school bands and things like that. And there was, you know, girls and women in those bands. Yeah. Then I started playing in metal bands and hardcore bands and whatever. And I had friends that were girls and women that were a part of that, you know, as I was growing up and similarly like my sister liked a lot of it so that was cool my sister played music too like yeah. i don't know i don't think <clears throat> at least for me at any point did i think like it was weird that that would be a thing to do and then i've you know played in a number of bands at this point with women and i like i i absolutely cannot fathom why anyone would have like, why that would matter at all. I think I, the thing yeah. for me is, like, if you're good at playing music and you're f- and it's fun and it's, like, and you can do it with someone. Like, even if they're not good at their instrument. Mm-hmm. As long as, like, the reason you're there clicks, then it's fine. Like, yeah. I mean, I've played in a ton of bands that have been shithouse because of dudes that are crap. <laughs> like, yeah. you know? Or dudes that are complete fuckwits. Yeah. And, you know... I'm sure that's not distinctly particular to men either. I'm yeah. sure there's the same issue with that women find, but like it's it's one of those things. It's like I don't know where, at least from my experience, that that was never something that even was a thought for me. Like, I, and I, I've talked about it a number of times on this. I don't need to rehash it a million times, but when like myself and Yell started outright, I don't know. I don't know why it like i know why it took her a long time to get that band going because she'd been trying for I ages right i know why
2: as well yeah, yeah exactly
0: but to me i didn't understand yeah. because of you know the you know blonde hair white person boy privilege of course, that i have yeah but i was just like let's just start fucking band Which i dude.
2: love that mentality like it's so amazing and that wow, they're that's... the people who i surround myself with yeah. because fuck everybody else who is against that way of thinking. But, like, I've literally heard people, and I'm not going to name any names, but women say, you know, after a pagan show, for example, I don't usually like girl bands, but that was really good. And I'm like, that is not okay. No. (laughs) You know, it's just really not an okay way of thinking. It's like there's this weird... Surrounding girl bands that they think everybody's going to be terrifying and get their vaginas out on stage and yeah, screaming d- your and face I, or something. I and don't I, know. Like, it's like,
0: I hate that that is. I don't which know. It be amazing, by the way. Yeah. Um. yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that is particular to like alternative music or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if that. I mean, I, I guess I'm just not as actively a part of other musical genres. But I would say that it, it's so bizarre because a lot of and I mean I'm sure you've had this experience as well. It's like a lot of like hardcore and punk and everything's all about being inclusive and whatever. And yeah. then like but when it comes to like crunch time that it's, disappears.
2: Yeah, absolutely yeah. not it at all. Yeah. Like
0: it's and it sucks. That's like yeah. it's terrible. And I guess like the only way to keep to crack against that is to just keep slogging at it. Like keep trying to change it, the perception and keep exactly. working towards it um but yeah I mean it is like well I mean it's just like why would you to, to me it's always the mentality has always just been like who cares if you can do it good then that's what matters yeah. like if it's good it's good it doesn't matter who's yeah, doing
2: it it's 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 definitely yeah an alternative music kind of yeah. thing the one I'm the way I'm speaking about yeah. it yeah just because they're the people who I know who've said things like that, and it's, it's the
0: experience you have. Yeah, too.
2: Yeah, but it's exactly it. It's like I don't understand why you are making it about genre, like gender. Like yeah. it's just so ridiculous. Like I've seen, I have, I've seen women perform, mm. and I've been able to say, "Hey, that, like you know, watch it and think that wasn't a great performance." Yeah. Well, of course, but that's just you the being the same with men. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. Not, it's not just women.
1: Yeah, but
2: yeah, people get really scared of it. Yeah, I think you know it's probably getting better now than what it used to be. Mm. But I, you know, oh, even the other night we played and we were um, sound checking, and I won't say who the band was, but there was a band, um, and they were playing with us. Um, and the, one of the members, you know, was kind of chatting to me just not giving me a little bit of the cold shoulder,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but, um, you know, I was sort of helping Matt carry his drum stuff over and then I went up to him and, and asked this guy for something. And then he kind of looked at me and goes, Oh, did you, do you play in the band? And I was like, "No, nah, I'm here to just. <laughs> wipe their asses like what do you think i came I'm to carry here? these fucking
0: drums this like
2: what who do you think I am yeah. but yeah. automatically I think he genuinely assumed I was one of their girlfriends or something yeah and it made me really upset yeah I, I it kind of ruined I my bet. night a bit I was like why am I getting upset over this but it just really
0: yeah
2: grinds my gears well
0: something that I know that really and I I, I, I don't know whether I'm all not allowed but like um, you know, it's right to think like this, but something that always used to give me the shits heaps in Outright was that whenever we would get an interview or anything, whatever it would be. I think the general assumption was that Yells did everything. Yeah. Um, because to every person, the Outright was a girl band. So it was the girl in the band that yeah. that, is, that is the identity of the yeah. band because that is that person. So, they always, whenever, like, an interview thing you come through, the questions always be, what's it like being a girl in a band?
1: Wow. And really? And so,
0: it got to a point, and I, I'm sure Yells won't care that I say this, but there was, like, two times, and it didn't get published when it went out, but I answered them, and I was like, I don't know, I'm not a girl, so. <laughs> That's
2: but brilliant. Because like, I was just like. <laughs> but I am in the band. But, like,
0: why is that even a question? You don't ask me, no. what's it like <laughs> being a guy in a band? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just fucking. Yeah these bunch of people I play music yeah. with that's what it's like
2: <laughs> like that's brilliant so I was
0: just like that was my way of like passive aggressively yeah same. dealing with a that's stupid kind, question yeah like, it's a dumb fucking question yeah you yeah anyway I don't again I don't know if that was like a sensible thing to do or the right thing to do but I was like for, and I don't I know think it's definitely the
2: right thing to
0: do I don't think <laughs> yells cared at all like she was happy to answer that question but I was just like Motherfucker, ask her something about the music. Yeah. Like, that's what matters. Yeah. Not her gender or any of that. Like, yeah. It, or how any of us feel about it. Yeah. What matters is, like, if you're talking to us, you want to talk to us about our music? Yeah. That's what you should be talking Definitely. about. Definitely. You know? um, okay. So, uh, well, something we were talking about before recording is acting and things like mm-hmm. that. So, I, I had a similar thing as well where I never was really afraid of performing I did a lot of drama in school. Which is, I love it. Yeah, which is cool. Which has s- subsequently been like very good for the rest of my life because working with kids and a little bit of teaching and talking in front of people yeah. is like, I love doing it. Yeah. Can't get enough of it. Yeah. Obviously why I do something where I record myself talking.
2: Definitely.
0: But I like people looking at me. Um, but <clears throat> I think that really aided me in playing and performing music because it... I had, I've never had that nervous thing that I know a lot of people have, like a lot of people feel very afraid or very intimidated by, uh, performing in front of people, whether it be music or talking or whatever. And for me, it's always been like this weird, like adrenaline rush, like exciting. Totally.
2: That's exactly the same with me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so how did that So, was that something that you were doing while growing up as well, or did you get into that recently, or...
2: Uh, No, I I got into it growing up, and when I finished high school, I did a theatre studies course where we did, like, sort of everything in theatre to, like, building, you know, scaffold things to rig lights, but also then acting stuff. (laughs) And then I really knew I wanted to do acting, so I did a proper three-year acting course at the National Theatre. And I – all through that, though, like all the way through, I knew I wanted to play in a band properly, Mm -hmm. like not just silly stuff that I used to do when I was a kid. But I knew I wanted to do it properly. Um, But I had a, a vocal coach and she was incredible and she's incredible. But she was very strict about vocal health and, you know, what you should and shouldn't do. And it really scared me off wanting to actually be in a band because I always knew I wanted to do, like, screamy kind of stuff Mm because that's the stuff I've always loved. Yeah. And I knew I could do it just from, like, when I'd done it when I was younger or whatever. but. I was like very hesitant to do it because of that yeah and then I had lots of friends like acting friends from you know my course and who I'd met just outside of acting school who were kind of like how are you gonna balance it when I told them I was like jamming mm. with a little lamb and I was like I I can like how can I you know it's they're both performing yeah they're both very much the similar thing like it's it's all you know, acting at the end of the day, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Um, and well, you're, all putting creativity on, you're putting on a show. And, yeah. And I never lost my love for heavy music. Yeah. But it was it was sort of, yeah, it was a little bit scary just to know that, like, from an acting point of view, especially if you're doing theatre or something, you really do have to keep your voice healthy. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I do a little bit of voiceover stuff as well. And you can't have, you know, like a husky voice after playing a show. But I've been okay so far. I've yeah. been able to balance it.
0: So what is that like then? Is that like a lot of busting ass doing, like vocal exercise and things like it that? It
2: is. It's knowing as well how to use your voice. Sure. Like, you know, if you can't hear yourself, then you're going to screw it. Yeah. Um, Which is a big one for me. And just, but then having studied acting and learned like you you know, you'd spend you're there five days a week, nine to five. One of one class a day pretty much was voice work. So mm-hmm. you'd you'd spend an hour on like warm ups and then you'd do like half an hour on like annunciation. Yeah right. And then half an hour on like, you know, doing like a monologue or something. Okay. And going over it like vocally. And Using that has actually helped me to learn how to scream without damaging my voice, yeah, right, which is so weird, yeah, it's crazy, yeah. But it's all about like being on breath and like being able to hear yourself and not pushing too hard, yeah. So it's kind of really cool that both have helped me,
0: yeah. That's well, that's sick, yeah, because I think like that's something that probably everyone who does this should know (laughs) totally, unlike people definitely like me, who yell in bands from time to time and just blow the fuck out of my voice. Don't get me wrong,
2: (laughs) I do sometimes blow my voice out as well. But, yeah, it really helps you. Because there's that really famous um, video on, like, the art of screaming or something. And I've never seen it, but what people have explained to me is, I'm like, she has to just be, like, a vocal coach who's just taught people the really simple vocal stuff yeah. if you've ever been taught of you know vocal yeah, sure. class. And she's obviously just really clever and used that in that that's you know, in alternative mean, music.
0: That's that has to be it. Yeah. Because like I've I've have friends that use that and have friends mm-hmm. that have got similar things. But not that I've done like vocal lessons or anything, but like I've talked to a lot of people that have and again like playing in like jazz bands and things in school um <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool, <laughs> it's <really> um, cool. <laughs> uh, like but doing that stuff though you're sort of a part of that yeah and i remember when people were really getting into that i was like this is just like school like that's what i i yeah. was like you learn this at school anyway yeah but we all didn't do dorky music stuff in school, so. <laughs> exactly but um yeah anyway and so what's the experience been like then from I guess doing that to a point now where like you're playing live music and you're doing that stuff like yeah. quite regularly.
2: It's amazing. Yeah. It's so, um, it's similar to acting in that you've really got to be in the moment. And when you're mm-hmm. not, you, you can't have a shit show. Sure. You know, if you're like looking at the person at the back of the room going, oh damn, they're not into it. Oh no, now <laughs> they're leaving to get another beer. You know, like if that's going on in yeah. But if you're just in the moment and you're just doing it and having fun, it's the best. It's absolutely the best. Um, But also, like, yeah, just learning to... You don't want to give it 100% all the time because it can be really tiring, but just learning to give, like, sort of a lot, even if there's not that many people at your show or because you never know what opportunities can kind of arise from any show. Sure, Um, which has been sort of a lot of, with Pagan, I find Mm -hmm. like we've had like a really good year and been really lucky with certain things. I don't know if lucky is the word, like we've worked hard as well, Yeah. but you know, you've always got to, you've always got to do your best, even if you're not feeling it completely because you can kind of never know what's going to really come around the corner.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the other thing too is like, I would say particularly of playing, local music in australia like it's an uphill battle from the get-go exactly you're competing with the entire rest of the world and for the size of the country we have we have a tiny population yeah you know like the land we have we have occupying a very small portion of it but then at the same time like so it is like it's a hard slog and it's a hard slog particularly like you know, in Melbourne where it's it's great. Music scene obviously fantastic here and it's probably like the strongest place in our country to Definitely. be doing this. But that also imposes its own challenges yeah. where there's people playing all the time. And any given weekend, the show you're playing is probably competing directly with someone else's show. Yeah. And so there is a lot of that stuff where it's like you... You do start sort of assessing like whether or not like shows are i, w- I wouldn't say important but like uh is this the show that i want to like kill well, myself over or it's
2: completely true and playing with like in pagan playing with dan matt and zave because <laughs> dan has dan's like you and actually matt and zave are as well they they were all in bands from high school. Yeah, have done it for years. Yeah, you know, and they got to a point when they were like, "I just don't want to do pointless stuff anymore. Like yeah. I only want to do stuff that's gonna benefit us somehow." Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know if, if that sounds really stupid or no, really like, like it's... selfish or something, but it's. But I think it's you kind need... of smart as it, well, an artist as need... a maturity thing as well, I think. You need to look at
0: the reality of what you're doing. Yeah. Like there is a there is a time and there is a place for doing everything for free and doing it all the fucking time. Yes. That is when you don't need to pay rent. You don't have a partner. You don't have yeah. a life. You don't have bills. Yeah. You don't have like, you know, other things that need your attention then it gets to a point and uh, that might be only particular to australia i think in a lot of cases because if you go to other places in the world where there's so many more people and there's more places that you can go to and there's more things you can do and more avenues that you can earn like a living out of doing this stuff um In those places, you can make those decisions until you're 50 or whatever. Exactly. But here, you basically have until your late 20s. Yeah. And then you got to start either like pulling the pin on something or pushing really hard in one way and, you know, a little bit less the other way or spreading yourself really thin across everything. That's
2: exactly right. And I think they were all really hesitant to spread themselves too thin as well because we've all got other stuff going on outside of it. You know as you do as yeah. anybody does who i know mm. um who plays music and you've just really got to yeah you just go got to figure out what's sort of going to yeah yeah like benefit you as a band i guess yeah and not every show you're gonna sell out and have like a great turnout or play with your favorite band in the world but you c- you can benefit from certain things if you are well, i mean, st- a little bit strategic about it and clever about it yeah
0: and for me it it, it amounts now to like that level of experience as well so that yeah. like i don't mind if it's like the show's sort of not great or if it's like not as fun as i would have hoped it to be but as long as like I'm getting something out of what I'm doing. So whether that be going to Sydney and getting fuck all money and, you know, blowing my weekend out of it. But if I got to go and like see one of my good mates and catch up with a bunch of people that I haven't seen in ages. Yeah. And I I had like a good time while I was there, then it's fine. Yeah. Because I would, again, as I said before, if I wasn't doing this, I would blow that same amount of money on something for my car or yeah. whatever bullshit you know so if I can value it like that and you know align it to something that I feel passionate about great
2: absolutely you know yeah
0: but it, it is it's like I think that's probably the biggest struggle and I don't, I don't want this I feel like it's gonna end up happening but like talking to people all about like how we're dealing with being like a aging alt like, like <laughs> growing up like this totally
2: do a reunion special <laughs> 10 years on and see where we are <laughs> yeah.
0: now okay what did you do for the last 10 years how did you deal with this subculture um all right so what what stuff do you have coming up musically what are you doing at the moment
2: um so with pagan where we just played um a show last weekend, mm-hmm. um, and then our next show is Unify Festival. Awesome, huge, yeah, which is kind of exciting. And yeah, that'd be rad. It's a good opportunity for us because I, we're still pretty new.
0: Yeah, will that be the biggest thing you have done by that it, point?
2: I think so. Yeah, we played a music festival thanks to Totally Unicorn, mm-hmm. our favourite people in the world. Good on them. <laughs> um, on their tour mm-hmm. for Dream Life. We played a festival, um, it was called Yours and Owls in yep. Wollongong, and it was a freaking great festival. It was amazing bands, half of the bill was women, which, I mean, just is great.
0: Yeah, sure.
2: Period. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to Unify Festival, which has three women playing in the entire festival.
0: You're one of them. Exactly. Holding the torch. Yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, that's another story. <laughs> uh, Maybe you'll have to cut that out. <laughs> um, no, but yours and ours was great. But we played at like one o'clock, but that was the time. It was the second day we played. So it was a two-day festival in Wollongong. On the Saturday, we just got to go there, see all the bands, see client liaison who Matt, the drummer, loves. Got to dance, reap all the AAA benefits. As you did. Which is just completely really ridiculous but (laughs) it was great yeah um and just have a great time but then yeah so we played the sunday and we were sort of opening the festival and when i say we played in front of five people we played in front of five people like gotta do it (laughs) we knew what was going to happen but we were kind of like oh it's a festival you know maybe Maybe people will get out of their tents early and come see us. (laughs) So, with Unify, I've got a little bit of that feeling. Sure. It's cool. It's great. And, like, Triple J are absolute lords for wanting us to do it. And Mm -hmm. apparently, they voted for us to do it or something, which is beautiful. And Josh Merrill's amazing because he was part of it as well. Mm -hmm. And all the Unearthed people as well. But I just feel like. I don't want to get too excited about it because I don't know if people are going to be there. Yeah. no, I get it. And Not that that really matters, but with a festival like that where there's lots of younger people as well who really like buying merch and getting amongst it and listening to music yeah. and coming and seeing shows and stuff, it could be really good to get kind of a new crowd to see yeah. us as well, maybe.
0: Well, I think that's, that's the way I've always looked at those things. And I've definitely done the same thing. Like yeah. Played first at a big thing and yeah. played to a... Huge, empty field and, like, a Which couple Which is kind of hilarious and amazing is, It's funny. And it's, like, I think the way that I looked at it, the times that it's occurred to me, is, like, well, I don't play in this band for that. I play in this no. band for this. Yep. So I'm going to... So it
2: doesn't matter. Have
0: as much fun as I can and while I'm here. I've
2: got to tell you, at Yours and Ours, when we were playing in front of five people, I have never had as much fun yeah. as that day. Like... I could not stop laughing because I was having so much fun. That's great. I remember I fell over in like the first two seconds and I was just <laughs> crying out laughing. And then Drew came on stage and like sang a song with me, which he'd been doing during the tour, which was really cute. But like we just had so much fun. And it yeah. was really cool like just to be on a huge stage. Yeah, it's fucking And awesome. have people who like the people behind the scenes were just so amazing mm. who were working at and so lovely and professional and beautiful and just to have that in itself was a great experience that yeah. it was like whatever I don't care that there's no one here it's yeah. amazing that we even got to do this
0: Well, I mean that's it like I mean I think the, the biggest one we ever did was we played Groove in the Moo one year in oh, Canberra which love was, it. it was fucking awesome it was great probably one of the best shows i ever played. With I exist? Yeah with well, I yeah. exist with in the fact that we played like Third or something, right? So there was some people there, That's which great. was good. Yeah. But at still playing third at, like, midday on a Saturday, there was a huge empty field yeah. that we were playing to. And it was, like, absolutely the coldest show I've ever played because it was in Canberra and it was in winter. It was, Ooh. like, three degrees outside or something. It was so fucking cold. But it was, like, midday... We had, we all started drinking like the second we got there. So everyone was pissed and it was just like, well, it's lunchtime and it's, we're flying to an oval and there's like, I, I can see it. a bunch of people I went to school with. Like,
2: <laughs> I love it. And it was just,
0: I was just like, all I was thinking to myself was like, we got, we're on like this 50 meter stage. Yeah. I'm just going to be as stupid as I can and muck around and it, you know, it made for a great time. Yeah. It's exactly
2: right. (laughs) And I just, when you get that opportunity, it's like, make the most of it. Mm. You're the one who got picked to do it. Yeah. You know, the people who are putting on the event are awesome for letting you be there. But then, you know, Like, you know, it's great. Everybody wins in the end in that regard. (laughs)
0: Um, is there anything you would like to promote or talk about
1: I don't, in particular? There's nothing
2: really that I want to promote at all. No, we're sort of just writing some more stuff yep. at the moment. Um, we're, yeah, we're just going to see. Next year, we'll definitely be writing some more stuff. Not sure in what form that will be.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Can't really talk too much about it.
0: That's fine. But stay tuned. But
2: yeah, there'll definitely be more stuff coming okay. up. Okay, yeah. Okay. Cool.
0: Well, thank you very much for coming, and doing this. Thanks I really appreciate for having it. me. It's awesome. been great. <laughs>
1: Thanks.